Hello, space nerds. Welcome to Raktagino and Root Beer, a Deep Space Nine podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Michael. On this podcast, we are reviewing every Deep Space Nine episode from the pilot to the finale. It'll be so exciting, it's going to give you umox. Pull up a chair and join in the discussion over some Raktagino and Root Beer. If you would like to contact us, set hailing frequencies to rrds9podcast at gmail.com. Today on the show, we are going to review Season 7, Episodes 13 and 14, Field of Fire and Chimera. Today with us, we also have a very special guest, um, Section 31 operative. He recently defected. Um, Omar is here again. Whoa, way so- to blow the lid on it. <laughs> <laughs> he blew his I, I may not be here for the next episode because I may have been eliminated by uh, Omar. <laughs> but uh, please, let's welcome him. Yay! Yay! Thank you, thank you. That was that returning was, guest. That returning was really guest. unenthusiastic, Michael. Well, I'm scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, nervous applause. Yeah. Uh, so it's great to have you here again. Um, uh, so why don't we just leap right back into it? Unless mm. you have any questions for our operative. No. No. Okay. We won't interrogate him. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to leap right into it, and uh, Michael, why don't you start us off with this synopsis? Oh, no, Omar can do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I can make this one quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Field of Fire. Someone is killing people on the space station with a ballistic weapon, and Esri Dax decides to investigate. Mm-hmm. She eventually discovers who the killer is by bringing out her personality, Duran Dax, the murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, they then apprehend a Vulcan, and all is well on the station. Perfect! Nailed <laughs> it! Nailed it! That's amazing! amazing. Excellent! So what did you think of this episode, Omar? I hate this episode! <laughs> I really wanted to talk about how much I hate this episode. Yeah. This yeah. Is, is this particularly one that it's, drives you crazy? Yeah, I think like this and anything Vic Fontaine is kind <laughs> yeah. of what... like. Let me take it a step further. When people ask what the better series is, DS9 or TNG, this is always what prevents me from saying it's Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I acknowledge it's probably a more sophisticated TV series, but they did this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one episode has ruined uh, D- DS9 for, for you. Yes. Um, and I know... Uh, how, so... Um, how do you feel about the replacement of Dax? Before we get into this episode, how do you feel about yeah. the replacement of Dax with Esri? So, I think it's a bit ill-conceived, I guess. I do like Nicole DeBoer. Yeah, she's, she's in Cube. Actually, yeah. I think that like that's one of my favorite you know, sci-fi and horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally forgot she's in that movie. And I like what she Ooh, does movie. with Esri on the whole, but mm-hmm. I think it's sort of an ill-conceived character. I think yeah. it's sort of a lazy way of not having to say goodbye to Dax. Yeah. Uh, by just sort of keeping her in the continuity. I think to the show's credit, they resisted the sort of cliched thing of doing, which is just making her Jadzia Dax. Yeah. Um, and instead, we do have these Esri-focused episodes. Yeah. Um, I liked the Esri-focused episode about her family, I think, or at least I liked it okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah, hate yeah. it. Uh, this one I hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, and I agree. I don't like this episode at all. Um, I, I feel it's because it's a 90s show, you inevitably get into a, a Silence of the Lambs episode. Yeah, right? you, or, or that whole yeah. kind of thing. Like every TV series has an episode like this where there's a character who has to talk to a murderer to get inside the mind of another murderer. And 
I don't so, know. I just don't understand why she had to get inside the mind exactly. of the murderer. No. And it proves to be, like, inconsequential. She figures it out because of the pictures, but I don't think Duran helped her figure that out. No, no. And, well, they, they also say, okay, so it's somebody who's kind of cold and clinical and likes to kill from a distance. Oh, it's clearly a Vulcan. I know some racial stereotyping. that is racial stereotyping. Wait a second, why is it a Vulcan? And that sort of informs, like, that goes through the episode, that thread. Like, when she's holding the gun and she's saying she feels detached, it's like, yeah. why? Why do you feel detached? Yeah. You're I, not I, I, also, I also didn't get the, like, the science behind it where you're teleporting a, a bullet... I kind of like. I will say yes. Yeah. I did think that was super cool. But uh. if you need a whole platform and every and everything to transport someone, how are you doing it with a bullet? How are they you remotely transporting a bullet? Yeah, I know, right? It, they when they transport someone to the surface of a planet, they yeah. only have one thing that yeah. has like the 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 space for transporting. Right, I don't know. Right. And then they transport to like rocks, right? So it's the same thing. The gun has its own little transporter device inside Whoa. the gun. And then it transports it just near their um, yeah. heart or whatever. I actually I actually really like the gun. I, I felt like the, the gun. gun was the best part of the episode mm-hmm. um, because it was something, it was weird and cool. Mm-hmm. And like just the idea of being able to shoot through walls. It, did, kind of interesting. Yeah. it did lead to, I think my favorite scene in the entire episode was at the end when the killer and the hunter uh, view each other through yeah. that really cool... Mm. eyesight thingy yeah. like that was a really neat idea yeah. I like that I thought it was really silly how she controls um, where she looks at with like a track ball yeah. like it's basically <laughs> yeah. like a like those I used to have it on like a computer back in like my elementary school it was like, like a track ball where you go woo <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's not very precise. Like, if you're yeah. a sniper, you need much more precision than yeah, that, yeah. right? Um, yeah, it's... I mean, that whole thing of, like... I hate... I hated her constantly talking to Duran. And you know Duran is going to make her, like, almost become a killer or something. Right. And you're like, I hate this. Like, I know what you're trying to get me to do. Yeah, he kept saying the Nike slogan, like, over yeah. and over again. <laughs> Just do it. And this is another thing I hate. Okay, so while I, like... Duran has been in, what, three episodes, I guess, now? It's... Mm. So, when we first met him, he was this sort of sympathetic, hot-headed artist who, you get the sense, kind of second-degree murders people. Yeah. Hmm. uh, Like, kills them out of anger. Yeah. Uh, Then he's sort of a psycho in Ben Sisko's body, banging his head against the shield. Yeah. And now he's Hannibal Lecter. Well, that... Um, See, that's the thing... That's another tie-in with... I'm glad you mentioned Hannibal Lecter again. It's this idea of... The evil genius serial killer who really loves classical music. It's yes. always fun. Yes. So in this episode, you see him at the piano playing like some eerie piano music, and yeah, yeah it's a, it's it's such a such a '90s trope, I think. And why is Esri investigating this murder? Because um, I have it written down somewhere in my notes. She took forensic psych- psychology at oh, the academy for, for one year. <laughs> yeah, Cisco's like, "You're the best we've got." I know, and it just felt like a way to rope her into this and to make her a central character. I felt like it was absurd, you know. Um, you know, they probably just felt they needed to do an Esri episode, and they're like, yeah. "Let's use." And I actually read the notes for this. They. Um, this was an episode they were like they were too busy with a bunch of other episodes and they like literally gave it to someone else like just figure it out right Mm -hmm. so i think yeah you know when you're stuck with that you go hey what do we what can we do we can do crazy sniper episode that's what we'll do we'll put it on the station right Mm. 
Yeah. No, this was not fun. I felt really bad about that first guy because I knew he was going to die. Yes. Lieutenant Illerio. And I was yeah. like, that poor guy. Like, he's such a nice guy. I like him. You're going to kill him. Why? I he's, did he's like, a... however, that Kira closes the bar with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't expect her to stick around. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. That whole thing of, like, he really wanted to join... Uh, O'Brien and Bashir oh, yeah. in their hollow suite. <laughs> their Davy Crockett simulation. It's, and it yeah. seems it's getting it's getting to this point of seeming really creepy. Like they're the <laughs> fact that they want to do this hollow suite thing constantly together, and yeah. you know, it's just it's creepy. I'm not. They a fan keep of bringing it. in the Davy Crockett thing, and they yeah. tell that Davy Crockett story about him sh- uh, reflecting a bullet off of uh, what was it saucepans or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's what a, cracked the case. That's what cracked the case. Yeah. No, it's not my... I just kept writing on my notes. Oh, God, this is dumb. This is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that there was, once again, some... Um, the Klingon Home Sense, um, you know, department store has provided everyone with these uh, picture frames, right? Everyone oh, had yeah. picture frames, right? And they were the moving picture frames. Like it's almost like they've caught up to our technology. Now. You know, those photos, you can click on it, and it shows yeah. a little bit of movement. I like that actually. That yeah. was kind of cool. But uh, it was, yeah. It's it's like leftovers from the uh, Kronos Home Sense uh, discount sale. There was yeah. also something I liked. Uh, the third victim, the blue guy. Yeah, um, the bullion. Yeah. They mentioned a bullion. Okay. Oh yeah, he uh, had a co-husband. Yes, yes. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was nice because they do have like I think they have like four. Oh no, is it Andorians who have? I don't know. <laughs> but that was nice. Um, but I don't really have much else to say about this episode. Yeah, just don't uh, take portraits of yourself laughing because a uh, Vulcan <laughs> may murder you. <laughs> yeah, he looked good for I think it was like ninety six or something. Yeah, that Vulcan. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Vulcans don't crack apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, shall we move on to episode 14, Chimera? If, yeah. Uh, if, uh, Omar, sure. if you'll do the honors. I think it's pronounced Chimera, no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, so we begin the episode with Odo and Chief O'Brien returning to the station, and they have a cute exchange, which I'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, and they encounter a changeling flying through space. This changeling, it turns out, is one of the hundred sent out, so he's not a founder. Yeah. His name is Laz, and he's played by the guy who plays Martok, Martok yeah. but he's credited differently as Garmin Hertzler. <laughs> um, anyway, there's tension with Laz at the station because he's a changeling. Eventually, he kills a Klingon, um, and Kira sets him free because she loves Odo. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it again. Thank you, Omar. What did you think of this episode? I like this episode. Yeah. Um, and it's a few things that I think I like about yeah. it. I like that Laws, despite not being a founder, hates humanoids. Yeah. Um, because he's been around them for long enough and they don't trust him. Yeah. Um, I Sometimes it felt a little heavy-handed, but I liked sort of all the exchanges between him and Odo where... He accuses him of withhold, like hiding his true nature mm-hmm. uh, to please these people. He's being too waspy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was that throwaway line from Clark, change in pride demonstration. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I that, was you know? <laughs> um, that was, yeah. 
I also liked that in this episode, I think more than others, Odo seemed really concerned what other people thought of him. Yeah. Um, and not just Laz, but kind of on the other side of it too. Like he wanted them to be receptive to Laz and Laz to be receptive to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that scene um, where Odo brings him to uh, Quark's and it's totally that moment where you try to bring uh, two groups of friends yeah. together, <laughs> and it totally doesn't work out. Like, one of them's just a jerk to the other people, yeah. and you're like, ooh, this is not good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I And I agree. I like this episode. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't super amazing, but I did like it. I, and I liked it because it was, you know, you talked about the family episode with um, uh, Esri, and we talked about that episode, and I liked parts of it, but it wasn't science fiction enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas this episode yes. is science yeah. fiction. Yeah, right? I was gonna, right. yeah. It, like, it can only happen with two changelings talking to one another. Yeah. And, and and it also has this kind of greater philosophical mm-hmm. thing that it's bringing in, which is this idea of, like, you know, humanoids are kind of terrible, right? He brings up this kind of almost environmental mm-hmm. uh, thing of, of humanoids constantly destroying things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned I was thinking the same thing. Like, this is an actual science fiction episode as opposed to the, the family one. Right. And, and it, it actually reminded me of a kind of almost like a classic TNG episode. Like, I, just the, yeah. the pacing and everything, setting up these philosophical ideas. Um, yeah, I loved it. And it does what good sci-fi does, which is use that uh, to then explore sort of the tensions between the characters See, like, yeah, them, exactly, yeah. like they were able to link and yeah. you can tell Kira's kind of jealous about that because that's oh, not I, something she can do oh it's I, totally I, uh, like yeah. like was he cheating on her well, then there's yeah. also that there's, yeah. it, you know it seems kind of sexual but... and is, is like at first I'm like is Kira Polly is she willing to mm. like let this other person mm. be in her relationship yeah. and she's kind of not into it and then mm. yeah I know and I have not liked the relationship between Kira and Oda, but this was the first time I was like, yeah. oh, I can see an actual relationship here, you know, where one person is feeling insecure and they feel like they... I, I, I yeah. again, 100% agree. The final scene when, when Kira lets Oda be Oda, yeah. I thought was really beautifully done. Yeah. yeah. And I actually thought, oh, I, this, for the first time, this makes sense that they're a couple. And, yeah. And, yeah. And the, and the scene when she goes... Um, do what you need to do. Yeah. I, I'm going to let you go free because I can't hold you here, right? Mm-hmm. I think what I, what I loved about this episode is, is the character of Lost reminds you of how truly alien Odo is. Yeah. Because we haven't, we've seen him in his model form for so long now. Yeah. So you have these amazing scenes where Lost is uh, missed, where he's fire. And, and when it begins, you see him in that fish ship. Yeah, uh, like, I, and like I had no idea. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea Changeling could do that. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was yeah. really cool. So it, it 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 sort of resets Odo back to how he was presented in the first season, where everyone's kind of nervous around him, and and he's truly truly alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. I felt that. Um, so I felt like it helped bring out some of the tensions in, in Odo's character that have been there since the beginning and that are not forced onto his uh, character. Like sometimes, you know, when they want to make a character more interesting, they'll like retcon all this weird stuff into their character. But mm-hmm. this felt like it was just drawing out, as it's you just, said. It's just a reminder. Yeah. yeah, some of the things that have been there all the time and that you're just reminded of that he is like, if you can change in any shape, 
that one shape that he's showing to everyone isn't really who he is. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And I thought that was a really yeah. important point and, and something really important. And, and, and tying it in again with, with just being an outsider in society for whatever reason. And, and as Omar said, like they mentioned the Changeling Pride March and, you know, it's just, it's just you can bring in a lot, a lot into the, there's a lot of subtext in this episode. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and there is, I mean, there is an element of queerness, right? Yeah, The yeah. fact that he is linking with this male, yeah. and there is a definite feeling of, like, when he linked with the female changeling, it was a, yeah. a it was a sexual moment almost. Sure, and he even describes it as that later. Yeah, and so it is, like, it is this uh, sexual moment that's happening between two, um, two males, and, and, I mean, it's a little silly when Quirk says changeling pride demonstration, but he is representing that kind of, uh, that fear that I think Law says uh, that happens with humanoids, this fear of the difference or outsider, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I thought that was actually relevant that Quirk kind of pinpoints it. It's like, it's not being pushed onto the material. It's actually, no, there is something queer about Odo in this episode. Which, yeah. which makes that whole thing with Kira saying, you know, like, I truly love him, and I, and I, maybe he's happier with loss. Yeah. I mean, when you have that, that element to it, it's, it's, um, yeah. really dramatic when she's, when she's saying, okay, this, clearly you should be with him instead. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and this is, this is where we're getting at, where, like, science fiction can approach things, approach a kind of, uh, regular issues in kind of a really interesting and uh, poignant or different way, and I, I felt like it, mm-hmm. it it could develop these relationships in a very different way. I will I will actually say um, this is my favorite episode so far for this season. Really? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's really good. So, do we think that uh, Odo cheated on uh, Kira there? <laughs> my uh, Jane and I were talking about this. Uh, yeah, we were kind of like, yeah, he kind of is. I <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I feel it's different. Yeah. <laughs> like, because one thing is a kind of sex that humanoids have, <laughs> and this isn't that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe he emotionally cheated on her. But he, I mean, he doesn't, he can have sex, but they don't reproduce sexually, right? I mean, it's not part of a changeling uh, relationship. Sex is something very, sex for Odo is purely pleasure with a monoform, I suppose, right? I mean, who knows? So, the the changeling says uh, love is a pair, pale imitation of of what happens in the link, so the link is possibly like a crazy orgasm all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like who knows? Yeah. Uh, that moment at the end where uh, Odo holds out his hand yeah. to um, have one last, basically one last fling. Yeah. And then he gets rejected. Yeah. yeah That's pretty brutal. brutal. Yeah. Yeah, so well, this is a real asshole. <laughs> this episode, nice to say. Yeah, and I, I like that he is an asshole. Like, I like that you don't really sympathize with him. Yeah. Um, and when he kills the Klingon, he clearly doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, no, but... he just has. He just doesn't. He like wants to. Yeah. yeah. He just does it out of. It's like cold blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and I think that was really interesting to have this. You know, they've done, and this is what you said about. TNG, TNG would often do this, that where they'd bring a character in and it would just kind of disrupt one of the characters mm-hmm. and make them kind of unstable and act in strange new ways. Mm. And that's kind of what Lost does. He is, yeah, he's that terrible friend that you're all like, why are you friends with this person? But he helps disrupt Odo and make Odo into 
like show some of the internal tensions in him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like the idea that they brought back the 100 because yeah. we, it's been a long time since we've heard about that. Yeah. You know, we know that the founders have that illness um, yeah. that they're all dying from. And it's just interesting that there could be another 98 changelings somewhere out there. Yeah. And possibly forming their own community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, and as you mentioned, Martok plays the changeling laws. And apparently when he was uh, preparing for this, um, they... He was trying to figure out how to do the speech patterns, and he based his speech patterns on Captain James Kirk. Because <laughs> no, this is this is what he said. Because he wanted Laws to sound really arrogant and like a jerk. Oh, and he found that like you know Kirk's way of talking with lots of pauses is very pretentious. Yeah, portentous and pretentious. I feel like this is a personal attack on me because <laughs> I like Captain Kirk. Um, I understand. Yeah. I mean, apart from that, I don't think I have really... I, I did like this episode. I thought it was a good episode. As I said, it has everything we want. It has emotion. It has science fiction ideas. It has greater like philosophical ideas mm. tied into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Any any last uh, thoughts on this one, Omar? I think that just about covers yeah. it. I mean, I think that um, what I really appreciated about the episode, just to sort of reinforce it, was seeing Kira have to grapple with what Odo is. Um, yeah. Because I think, as she said, you know, he's, you choose to be a man or something, and she's yeah. sort of forced to acknowledge that that's not all he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that happens sort of multiple times throughout the episode. One, uh, with the linking, and then with um, her letting him mm. leave, and then at the end when he turns into a rainbow or something. Yeah. The hey, Aurora Borealis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you said when we first started that um, the, the previous episode was the episode that prevented you from <laughs> saying this season, this series is better than TNG. How do you feel in general about uh, season seven? And obviously, not giving any spoilers, talking yeah. too much about the future. What um, what do you like about the series so far, or what? Uh, yeah. I think season six of Deep Space Nine is probably the best season of a Star Trek ever. Yeah. Um, I think season seven doesn't quite follow up as nicely. I think for one thing, they fall in love with themselves a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, there are too many inside jokes. Hmm. I don't. I don't think there's much of a spoiler, but I feel like Garrick starts talking about his being in the Obsidian Order a little bit too much. Uh, yeah, whereas before at, he would sort of cutely deny it. Yeah, as a uh, as an intelligence officer yourself, you don't want to exactly. talk about it. Yeah. Right? Um, Bashir's <laughs> genetic engineering, he talks about that a little bit too much, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think, uh, like, season six was so wonderful because of the Worf Jadzia relationship as well, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I actually really like Ezri, and I like I like yeah, I like Nicole DeBoer yeah. is a great act, actor as well. Yeah. But, uh, but I do miss that. It's just it's the chemistry has been disrupted, it, right? It, yeah, it feels like Worf is kind of adrift right now. Mm-hmm. Like we we yeah. haven't seen him at his best, I'd say. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it it's unfortunate that Jadzia left because um, or Terry Farrell left because she was one of the two main female characters, and mm-hmm. uh, as I've said before, like I think you could have lost one of the other male characters. Like, I think you could have lost O'Brien or Bashir, mm-hmm. and the whole vibe would still be very the same. But mm-hmm. um, it was like plucking 
a very essential part of the chemistry network, I guess. And without her, it's it's a little bit more adrift. Well, Omar, since since uh, you haven't been here in a while, can I ask you? I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there any other science fiction stuff you've been into lately since we last saw you? Movies, uh, books, TV shows. Hmm. I mean, I have watched Discovery. What do you, oh, what do yeah, you think what of you Discovery? Know? I mean, I don't especially like it, but I especially I guess what bothers me the most about it is the fact, like the knowledge that I will continue to watch it. <laughs> I, I feel your pain. Um, I know. Yeah. Like I'm burdened of... with that because yeah. it's Star Trek and yeah. yeah. I, I've, I watched every episode. Yeah. No, and I just, I find it vulgar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I think you guys have talked about yeah. it. How oh, yeah. It's too dark and it's not that the darkness is a problem, but without showing them kind of enjoying themselves, what are they protecting? We don't really... Yeah, the sense that the Federation is a paradise. Yeah. What um, do you What do you think of the main character, Michael? I think she's okay, but as uh, people on the internet have said, she has a severe case of main character syndrome, hmm. um, which is just that she's always selling, and like, so you, I guess so you can kind of project onto her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without no. her being too much, I guess. Yeah, she doesn't have a huge personality, and um, she's just always morally right. Um, mm-hmm. Which is always uh, also I think an, an issue for me, um, and I just I want to see characters that enjoy themselves. Like one of the reasons why we like Garrick so much is that Garrick seems to enjoy mm-hmm. everything. Like he enjoys yeah. he enjoys watching a spaceship explode. That's <laughs> like, he really yeah. enjoys disintegrating people. Yeah, <laughs> he loves that. Yeah. And 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 you know Galdicott same like you know we love characters that seem even if they're uh, not perfect. They enjoy what they're doing, and watching someone be very upset all the time is mm. so tiring and exhausting. Yeah, they have distinct personalities, I think, also. Characters like Gul Dukat. Uh, like, he's a villain, but he has a pretty distinct yeah. set of characteristics. Mm. I don't know that I feel that way about the Klingons on Discovery, or, yeah. like, Mirror Universe Michelle Yeoh, uh, or, um, what's his face? The Sexy Captain. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I like the sexy captain. Yeah. He's the probably the only character that I actually really like, and it's probably just because he's sexy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, you just want them to be like, hey, this is what I do in my spare time, right? Like, I play video games or something. Mm. I don't know. I mean, they take it to a, a ridiculous extent on DS9 where they have two characters who just won't shut up about their stupid... About Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. <laughs> and then one of their fascinations, Vic Fontaine, is like shoved into our lives. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Keep your weird hobby to yourself. <laughs> so I guess I'm saying, uh, you can't please me. Yeah. I, I just hate everything. Have you seen Enterprise, Omar? I have seen Enterprise, uh, like, a few years ago on Netflix. Um, and... Some like one thing that Enterprise carries a distinction of is that it has a worse theme song than Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Deep Space Nine is my least favorite of the theme songs aside from Enterprise. I, you know uh, what, I, I, I feel you on the first the first few episodes of Enterprise, but then by the end I was singing along to the theme song every <laughs> episode, and then I was like, you know, I kind of like this. <laughs> I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't somewhat identify with that. I knew it. Yeah, I, I actually uh, Enterprise is an interesting show because they they uh, they do have fun in that episode, unlike Discovery and mm. in that series. And I think it I think its final season is actually pretty good. It's just yeah. I don't think a lot of people 
stuck around stuck around for the final season of of uh, Enterprise. Yeah, I mean, unlike the other Star Treks, I've only watched it once, so I, I don't. In know it in that my well. in my ranking of of all the Star Trek series, I would put Enterprise above Discovery for sure. Yeah, I would too. Um, I, I think would Discovery, put Discovery's at the very bottom. Yeah, I think what Discovery has going for it is much like Nina Garcia of Project Runway would say, it looks expensive. And that's about it. I, I thought yeah. you were going to say it had problems with its taste levels. Okay, question is taste level <laughs> also. Yeah. Nina Garcia has provided all the critical review of Discovery. <laughs> so what should just do that? Just have scenes where Nina Garcia is criticizing Discovery? Yeah. So I think make it happen, YouTube. Yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up there. But right. um, as always, Omar, thank you very much for beaming in and providing your um, intelligent. Uh, aha! See my pun there. Oh. Intelligent officer. Uh... Please don't murder us for exposing you. To... <laughs> <laughs> thank you for providing your intelligent commentary on our show. Thank you for having me. Yes, excellent. And uh, as always, if you want to contact us. Oh, oh and next week. The, oh, next the, week. The insane, uh, the insane admiral is still still on his way. Still on his way. Uh, he's had a few problems in the transfer stations. Uh, he threw a fit. He cannot, he cannot be transported once again because yeah. he has transporter psychosis. So he's on a runabout. Yeah. Slowly making its way towards us yeah. as we speak. And he had that problem last week at the transfer station where he yes. threw a fit because um, he didn't have all the outfits that he wanted to bring with him. <laughs> and they were just withholding him. And he... <laughs> You know, and he really needs sorry and brandy. He like he, he does. He loves his sorry and brandy yeah. right too much. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's gonna murder us when he comes <laughs> on the show next week. But uh, until then, uh, you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, or our uh, email address at rrds9podcast at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great week. 